Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Planning Worldwide with Henry. In this episode we'll, re we'll look over the city of Taipei, Taiwan, uh, which is the capital of Taiwan. Taipei is a city located in the northern coast of Taiwan with an estimated population of 2.6 million people as of 2019. It's the fourth largest city in Taiwan based on population, although it is the capital, so it contains more history and like culture, I would say, um, compared to some of the larger, um, larger cities on, based on population. Um, they speak Mandarin Chinese as, as they do in all, of, all other parts of the island, and um, it was inha inhabited by the Plains uh, Aborigines, I think, called the Ketagalan before the 18th century when the Han Chinese colonized, um, colonized the island. Um, and it was originally settled in 1709. I chose this city because it's taken interest um, to me in the past with its mass transportation efforts, and now with the Chinese takeover, they're having a they're in a tough situation historically, and it really brought my eyes to like there are problems here, and well, I want to look at what the city is and why. Um, why China is actually trying to take over the nation. Although, I mean, it's pretty obvious why it's mainly political, which I won't go into. If you want to learn more about it, do some research. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, as I said, yeah, it was inhabited by the Aborigines called the Ketagalan. Um, the number of Han colonists uh, gradually increased in the 18th century under Qing Dynasty rule after the government was uh, permitting development in the area. It was formally, uh, formally established as a Taipei Fu and was, temp was the temporary capital of the island in 1887 when it was declared a province called uh, Fukin. Um, Taiwan province F-U-K-I-E-N Taiwan province um, Taipei was formally made the province capital in 1894 and the romanticized transcriptions of Taiwan was based to the Taihuku in 1895 when the Empire of Japan annexed Taiwan based on the Japanese reading of the two characters uh, tai Taiwan's rulers embarked on an extensive program to advance urban planning that that featured extensive railroad links, which was very good for the island, although it wasn't what China wanted, which we'll get onto in just a moment with World War II. And so this happened in the first Sino-Japanese War. It was... Um, involved in it when Japan was taking over the island and it, it was quite deadly although it wasn't as bad as WW2 or World War II where the bombing was insane in the island of Taiwan because it was originally controlled by Japan at the time and um, China had been um, fighting uh, 
Japan, due to, I mean, Japan's mass expansion in Asia, they were trying to get back the island, China was trying to get their claimed land, which was Taiwan at the time, um, they were trying to reclaim it, and eventually in World, when World War II ended, they did take claim to that. And some of the other historical events is are a lot of earthquakes because it's very close to the tectonic plate boundary, so you can find problems such as tsunamis and earthquakes happening quite often. Um, I can't name one off of the top of my head, but I'm sure there have been some quite strong earthquakes in recent time. Um, the reason why they chose this place to settle is it's always located in the largest basin basin in the whole of Taiwan, with mountains on either side, Mount uh, Datun uh, northward, and Mount, I'm, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, I'm very sorry, uh, Kai Gongking, I think, um, and it's located on the broad saddle between two mountains, like I just said. Um, it is bordered by the X... Uh, Shindan River. It's going to be a tough episode. I'm sorry. My pronunciation of the most Asian words are not great. Um, to, that river is to the south and the Tamsu, Tamsu River on the west. Um, and if you look at um, Taipei from a satellite view, um, you can see a lot of its claim actually goes far northward of the actual metropolitan area and just to the west of the like uh, just to the west of Taipei is New New Taipei which is like the more modern uh, section of Taipei and it's considered a separate city um, you can also see throughout Taipei there are a lot of highways and there are several metro lines running um, throughout the city, uh, which we'll go into later. Uh, some of the main highways run through the north side of the city, and one comes from the north and ends just southward of the city. Um, not exactly sure the name of them, but there, there's quite a few highways that go through the city. The city is mainly a grid city, um, although there are some roads that do not follow the grid outlines, um, especially it seems to be in like the southwest area of Taipei. There seem to be quite a few roads that aren't exactly the same as the rest of the city. Since this is such a large city in the region, they have to support tourism somehow, and they certainly did, as they had uh, 173,000 tourists last year, um, even with COVID being a large problem. And it uses high-tech and well-engineered buildings that people fascinate over. There's massive skyscrapers, just as you see in very close by cities such as Singapore. And this attracts tourists, as it would with any other city, like like uh, New York City, with the massive skyscrapers and Manhattan. And um, it also has very well-known food markets. Uh, Ty- Taiwanese food is very popular uh, among Asian people, and it's a very tasty food in my opinion. Uh, The cuisine cuisine is very nice, and I personally enjoy uh, Taiwanese food. Um, So I 
may go there in the future. Um, large museums also attract people that are interested in the history of the region. There are numerous uh, history museums about the the, the dynasties that went through um, the Chinese regions. And I mean, it's very interesting. And if you want to learn more about that, you can find plenty of websites and plenty of museums, even in your local area, um, about the dynasties that ruled this area, because it's such a rich part of history that isn't really talked about that much, although it really had a great effect not only in these nations in Southeast Asia, but really the whole world. And the final thing that really interests people there is its natural beauty. Like I said, there's massive mountains on either side of the city kind of surrounding it. And people go on hikes and they travel throughout the landscape with its amazing, well, landscape. And it also has beautiful lakes and rivers with several rivers running through the city. And it really creates a great atmosphere for uh, tourists and, I mean, locals. Although it is a quite uh, touristy area, you'll mainly see local residents. Uh, Transportation facilities are vast in Taipei, which is amazing for the future with, I mean, mass transit becoming more and more of an option throughout um I mean, most nations, except certain ones such as the U.S. who are lacking. Cough, cough, U.S., come on, work on it. Um, (laughs) um, The utilization rate is 34.1% for the public transportation lines. So that means if someone was trying to go to the supermarket or um, a coffee shop, 34% of people would go there with public transport, which is great. Um, really lowers the CO2 emissions, and it's great for the city overall. Uh, There's six metro lines. Um, I'm just going to say the colors instead of the actual names. So there's the brown line, there's the red line, there's the green line, there's the orange line, there's the blue line, and then there's the yellow line. Also, as I mentioned, Japan had mass transportation slash urban planning development um, during the time that they ruled, And so they have um, high-speed rail systems that opened in 2007. The rail had just been updated um, from the original rail that was built by Japan. And uh, it cuts travel times by 60%, which is absolutely amazing. Um, There's also exclusive bus lanes. uh, Bus bus lanes that expand past the limits of the metro lines, which is great. so the exclusive bus lines just basically means it's like dedicated lanes for just buses which is great because it really cuts time on how long it'll take a bus to get from one place to another because of traffic it will really cut down that uh there's also the international airport called taoyuan taoyuan something like that it's an international airport used quite a lot obviously it uh, brings in most of the people that are traveling there, although there are some people that live in other cities around Taiwan that want to visit Taipei. It's mainly uh, through the international airport that uh, people arrive. 
by um also taiwan rail railway administrations uh runs passenger and freight services throughout the entire island which is great not only for well the freight industry so cargo trains but also for uh other people that just want to get to some of the other cities around the island i can't name any off at the top of my head but there it's a very uh populated island um some of the environmental impacts is the co2 co2 emissions as i said with uh belgium last time it emitted 94 uh million tons of co2 and tai- taiwan which is a smaller nation a higher population but smaller in size um emitted 276 million tons of CO2. That's the whole of Taiwan, not just Taipei, uh, as of 2016. And it's uh, it's sad to see, but it's also kind of expected with um, so many people living on such a small island, there's going to be quite a few, or quite a lot of CO2 emissions. Um, and the economy grows around 2.71% each year, which is great. More money means the more money, well, they can spend on their local economy to expand and limit the CO2 emissions. As it is a nation that isn't expanding um, population-wise, it does have quite limited future development, with the only things I was really able to find was the 280-meter-tall Taipei Sky Tower, which is a massive project. Obviously, 280 meters is not a small tower, and it it would sky over a lot of the buildings in Taiwan. It would be a great addition, and they plan on building that very soon, if not already in construction. Um, there's also the Agora Garden Tower, which is another tower, not as tall as the Taipei Sky Tower project, but it would be basically a massive bush in the sky it looks quite interesting if you want to see an image just search it up it's a-g-o-r-a garden tower which i mean that would be a great project it would uh reduce the co2 emissions obviously it would um entangle a lot of those co2 emissions that are rising up into the atmosphere and um overall taipei is a city that is still expanding and still really developing and i think if the uh, if it stays as an independent nation taiwan um i believe that they can they can vastly improve the infrastructure that they have in place currently and just create an overall better environment for the local community and local people um as i said i picked this city for um mainly political reasons with the Chinese government really taking over the island of Taiwan. And it's quite sad to see as, I mean, Taipei is under attack with smoke bombs and other really um, sad things to see. And overall, I think if the nation stays independent, it would be better for it, for the obviously not only the nation but for the city's future development as it it gains a lot of its money from um the u.s um investment in it as they have very tight relations with the island um and the nation 
I think um, a city can expand its public transportation efforts, although they are quite built up already. I think um, another metro line would um, be justified as a lot of the uh, new Taipei city is quite limited with public transportation as it's really only um, a small section of it having an actual uh, transportation network um, with one one of the, I believe it's the blue line running through it. Um, although Taipei does have a lot of uh, lines, new Taipei city needs the expansion. Um, I also believe some ferry lines could be introduced um, as it's on the river. It could uh, some of the ferry lines could go over to some of the smaller area, smaller um, cities. I know there is the Kiong City, which is um, a coastal city just to the east of uh, Taipei, which has a lot of ferry lines to other areas of the island. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, also has ferry lines to um, mainland China um, and some of the islands that they own out in the middle of the ocean, basically. Um, but uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Planning Worldwide. I hope you enjoyed this one. This one was slightly longer than the last one. And um, I hope that <laughs> dragged out your um, interest in it. And it, um, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I certainly enjoyed recording this one. Um, the next city will be Jakarta, Indonesia, which should be even longer because there is a massive development plan there currently, and I'll probably go quite in depth on that. Um, but overall, thank you for listening to this podcast. It's brought to you by me, myself, and I, named Henry. Um, if you're um, looking to join me on one of these podcasts in the future, please contact me. Um, my, I'll put my email in the description of this podcast. So if you're wanting to join me on a uh, on an episode, uh, just please contact me. I would totally be open to inviting someone on. Um, once again, this was the second episode of planning worldwide and that was planning worldwide thank you <laughs>